coming up tonight on the first episode of the 2014 season of the Big Footy Podcast. We talk about what the lads have been up to in the off-season. We talk about the NAB Challenge. And Messenger will tell us how his tears at Buddy leaving single-handedly prevented water rationing in Melbourne over the summer. All that and more coming right up. <laughs> I got my scarf, got my old coat. I oh. got a forty game <laughs> to go to. Forty's on, forty's here again. Back to greet me like an old friend. And well, that's the thing about. That's what I like about. Yeah, that's the thing about. The thing about football. And that's the thing about football, just for Messenger, <laughs> who I know so loves up. Who? No, no, that's oh, just the once-off start that. of the season. That's... Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the official Big Footy Podcast. Joining me tonight from the Hawthorne board, it's if he's still here, the resurgent Messenger. I missed you all just as almost as much as you missed me. <laughs> and from the Essendon board, it's the rejuvenated prosecutor. 2014, new year, better club. Looking forward to it. This will probably be the only um, downside of the year. But let's let's have a good one. And from the Bulldogs board, it's uh, the, reju- uh, the reinvigorated Mike. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 2014. And I hope certainly it's going to be an interesting one on all accounts. We've got a lot of uh, ground to pick up on last year, and obviously a few topics will continue over, but glad to be back on board. And uh, from the Bay 13 board, it's the uh, regurgitated fighty. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, it's yeah, good to be back for the season. Get over the um, ninth place loss to Carlton. Yeah, it's finally forget about that. Let's not forget about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, it's obviously the off-season's just completed and uh, we're into the NAB Challenge. What did you get up to in the off-season? Uh, perhaps we'll start with Messenger. Oh, you know, I watched the grand final and then I went out and had Christmas and watched the grand final and... <laughs> then, uh, well, you know, played with the kids, watched the grand final, went to work a couple of times, watched the grand final. Uh, did you remember we won the premiership? Premiers. Premiers. <laughs> Prosecutor, how did you spend your off-season? Well, obviously in a drug-infused haze. Um, induced haze, I should say. Um, no, but, yeah, it took me to places. Um, I could have sworn I went to the Holy Land and... Um, it was a decent summer. I'm looking forward to getting back into it. And uh, Fifey, how did you go, mate? Well, like many other people, I watched the cricket. Enjoyed that. That was fantastic fun to watch the Poms get done. Football's back just in time to forget about cricket whilst we get owned by South Africa, as it happens now. <laughs> and uh, Mike, how did you spend the summer, mate? Oh, look, uh, I have to agree with Fifey there. I, I could not stand the cricket any longer, although it was nice to see us rub it into the Poms. 
But um, myself, no, look, I've been recovering from some more uh, surgery over in uh, November and uh, just getting back in the swing of things with work and looking after two little kids, future doggy stars. Excellent. Um, Is it just me or does the summer go faster when we're actually winning at the cricket? I like, couldn't uh, go any faster. It seems to go, go smoothly. It seems to have gone the same length as it's always gone after about the 37th watching of the grand final. <laughs> I, I think it felt it went faster because of the cricket because the Poms never lasted four days, so <laughs> less cricket got played. Well, that's true, but I, I do find it, it tends to be less boring when we're winning. I tend to lose interest if we're losing all the time. I agree on that. Look, look, if we had a loss of series to the Poms, we we wouldn't hear the end of it. We'd still be hearing the end of it. We'd still be going on. I think blitzing him in the whitewash that we did has kept him quiet. And now with what's happening with the Chappelle case, that's taken everything away from the cricket and moved us onto something else. And thank God footy's here. (laughs) Yeah, because when uh, you're using Chappelle as an excuse to get away from the cricket... Yep, uh, (laughs) that's bad. I I I think you've hit a low... Now, guys, the NAB Challenge uh, starts tonight, and uh, Geelong are currently playing Collingwood at Skilled Stadium. I won't give you the score from that, but um, if you're a Geelong, if you're a Collingwood fan, you're not going to be happy at the moment. Um, I guess uh, I've got a couple of questions for you guys that I've I've written in advance, um, and so uh, let's 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 just uh, go from here for our prosecutor. Yes. Is the Essendon thing done for the year? Are we, are we done with the? Uh, are we are we done with the whole drugs thing? Look, I think we're done with it in regards to infraction notices or any um, suspension coming on or sanction coming on to the players. There's going to be still uh, spot fires that occur every so often, but as for the worst of it, I believe we're well and truly past that now. Okay. So my second question then is: if it's not done, will the bombers be distracted all year, or is it too much to hope for? I think it's too much to hope for. Um, <laughs> There, I think there's a resolve about them. I think they've overcome the worst of it, and I think they're safe in their own knowledge that the worst is behind them. But I mean, you know, it's you can't predict. Uh, you can't predict and everything or anything. And um, you know, play by year, I guess. But for now, I think the bombers are set for a good 2014 and beyond. Okay, messenger. Can the Hawks win without Buddy? Yes. And, they do uh, it all the time. How many times over the summer did you wake up crying over his go- over his departure? Uh, probably, probably got over it around about the week after Christmas. <laughs> so probably only once or twice a week from here on in. Right, right. How, how did you do that actually? How did you get over him? Because there's quite a few Hawthorne supporters on the bay who would love to know how. I think you just got to. There's there's two views. You can say, oh, he's a traitor and he's a disgrace and he's. He's walked out on the club that did this and that for him. And you can also say, well, you know what? It's a business and somebody offered him more money and he, and he went for it. I mean, who in our, in all our working lives, we've all probably taken jobs for more money. Well, maybe not Wookiee, but um, <laughs> others may have. It's but, the love of the game here. But, you, know, uh. you, you don't... We love... The, I mean, I think most of us who are level-headed love the club more than we love the players within it. And so, you know, you just say, well, you know, say la vie and... And uh, I hope I wish you no success in your life, Buddy Franklin. Fair enough. Fifey, will the yep. Tigers live up to the height this year, or is this, or is uh, 2014 going to be their 1983 all over again? <laughs> you say that. You say that. You say that as though fifth place is a grand final. Though I guess it would be after the last 12 years. I'm just saying um, after 30 odd years of uh, very little 
It yeah, might it's... be. I'd like to think so. The draw's very, very kind this year. If it wasn't last year, it was pretty kind then, but it's even better this year. So assuming progress stays the same, possible top four push, but I, I can't help but be concerned about the Sean Hampson recruitment. <laughs> that, that's just going to be, yeah. On the field and off field, that's going to be a disaster. Uh, personal opinion. I think I think you're harsh on the big man, but you know. What what would you say about him? What's the best thing you could say about him? I think with the right coaching, and I don't think he's had the best coach. His forward coach was John Barker for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think with a with a half decent coach, and he's a bloody good ruckman. Um, that's very rarely got to play in the position because he was behind Robbie Warnock and Cruiser. At uh, Carlton, and I think um, if he if he gets a fair crack in the ruck and he gets a decent forward coach, he'll be a much better player than he was at Carlton. Um, I'm looking forward to him breaking Fred Fanning's record against us in round two, and um, you know Richmond will still lose, but I'm, I'm is that is that most behinds that he kicked the most behinds Fanning? <laughs> because I've most seen times, Hampson's kicking that that's what concerns me when he clunks him, he doesn't really kick him straight either. Yeah, um, most times hit by a milk truck before a game is it? I don't know. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, look, Sean Hampson. The, the, the canary in the mind shaft here is when you see the phrase behind Robert Warnock. Like, <laughs> come on. It's, it's, and they tried a second round pick, wasn't it? What yeah, I, was pick 32 I, or something. Yeah. Oh, what I like is how he got traded Jeez. and we took Cameron Wood instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only. Don't worry. If you watch the NAB Cup, if you turn on the NAB Cup, you'll see Jesse White running around in the Collingwood jumper. Now, if that's not comedy, I don't know what is. That is fantastic. True enough. Now, Mike, the Bulldogs, uh, how are they going to do better this year? Well, before I answer that question, I want to go back to Messenger and say, suck it up, Princess. We lost one of our good players for less money, who walked away to another club and won a premiership. So you have no right to whinge, mate. No mm. right to whinge at all. At all. But, um, <laughs> look, you know, on that topic, I think everyone's generally happy for him and he wasn't going to win with us, so he might as well do what everyone else would normally do and that's go to a club where he's still got a window of opportunity. At least Lake generally could say he was going somewhere to win a flag. I mean... And a Norm Smith. Don't forget the Norm Smith. Yeah, well, that's that, that. there you go. Double whammy, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's not like you. He's not like your Stuart Crammery who leaves for money. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the and the uh, and the wonderful environs of Witten Oval. Well, I was actually going to ask there how's our mate uh, Push Up King going. He seems to have raised a lot of eyebrows over the off season with uh, hanging around with some unscrupulous and unsavoury personnel there. But five, that's a question for you, I guess. You know, put your serious hat on for a minute. What is going up with Push Up? Up King is he treading thin ice there at Punt Road? Is he going to be in trouble, or is he going to settle down and, and get his head around the footy this year? Well, unsavoury character is an interesting comment because he comes across as one himself. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be concerning for a bloke who would be borderline to get another deal. Apparently, he's got a clause in his contract. If he plays, I think it's twelve games, he activates a clause to get an extra year. But yeah, all his associations would probably not put him in too much trouble this year but it would affect his ongoing life at the club maybe geez that sounds like a pretty good bloody contract play 12 games and automatically get another year gosh <laughs> i when, when i heard about that i thought 
I was hoping, yeah, if his trouble got so bad, we could get rid of him. But if he plays enough games, yeah, stuck with him for another year and more trouble. Mm-hmm. So I, I basically, thought, uh... he's going to. So Jake can get some map of VFL grounds in May. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I ten imagine... games, Jake. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I imagine that might be the case. He'll find himself down at Punt Road where there'll be, I think it's eight games this year, Punt Road, curtain raises to Richmond games. So that'll and be And isn't nice. that great? Isn't that really, isn't that great? In all seriousness, that is fantastic. I'm competitive football Punt Road. That's terrific. I mean, we'll also I have Richmond Essendon playing there too in the NAB Challenge. I thought... Um, next week, isn't it? Uh, the 7th of March from oh. memory. Just... 1 o'clock. And um, both, uh, both teams are aiming to stream it live as well. Just, just on the VF, just on the VFL stuff. I thought it was fantastic that the Western Bulldogs brought back uh, their VFL side as Footscray. Yeah, uh, it's certainly going to make a big difference to our depth. Um, we had a few teething issues with Williamstown. Um, they were giving preference to their players over ours for spots, which I can understand that. You know, they've got to develop their players as well, but it's certainly going to give us a, a better opportunity, especially some of the other players who uh, we didn't find a list for on our. We didn't find a place for it on the list going forward. Players like uh, Mark, young Markovic, who uh, he was a good VFL player, but just I don't think could cut it in the AFL um, at that standard. But, uh, you know, those sort of plays uh, will certainly help and uh, it'll provide a place where we can get more field time for our new recruits coming through. So um, it's, it's going to be pretty good and, and a huge uh, benefit for our club going forward. What about financially, though, of supporting um, a standalone VFL team? Can the Bulldogs handle that? Well, I think it's going to be, it is going to be an interesting question or, or an interesting uh, situation over the next 12 months with the financial status, yes. Um, but I don't think it's actually going to cost as much as, or anywhere as, as much as people think it will. Uh, they still had to put money in towards Williamstown and the affiliation there. So hopefully uh, with, a new, with the sponsorship this year and uh, getting people on board and membership, so our target is 40,000 members this year, which doesn't sound like a lot for a... Um, I think it's interesting that North is still maintaining their two halves uh, in the VFL for the year. They're still splitting between Werribee and North Ballarat. If they they hold out with that for long enough, though, they might, um, instead of trying to force the issue somewhere else, they might maintain that control of more playing at this one level as opposed to what happened with the Bulldogs and Williamstown where Williamstown did preference players. Mm. So they do avoid that by splitting them up. I'm surprised Carlton hasn't gone down the uh, standalone route. We more or less own yeah. Northern Blues. Like we took it over. It's it's literally Carlton. It's just running under the Northern Blues banner. And that's very similar to what's happening with Box Hill. They're they're essentially essentially an extension of Hawthorne. Now, Mike, let's ask you a question about the, the VFL team. Uh, one of the the bane's of of my time watching Box Hill run around is. Nine and ten, and it really does affect player development. Has Butchcray managed to put together a, a reasonable list for the VFL season? Yeah, I think so far. Looking at the looking at what we've got on paper, we've taken all the players that were playing Williamstown last year and added that to the new recruits that have come up this year uh, that have been drafted. And there's also been a number of players that have been delisted. Uh, so, as I said, uh, Markovic and um, Lower. Were uh, what you the guys that come off the senior list and are playing for the for the BFL. So um, I think we'll be able to do it. Um, as I said, it will be interesting. There will be some teething problems, but I don't, I certainly think we're going to have the depth to pull it off. 
it's those non non AFL listed guys that make so much difference if you've got that core to help the younger guys. Experience like to teach younger guys the, and Yeah, and like the some of the Bendigo teams or the Bendigo Bombers and the Bendigo Gold that just end up being cannon fodder. I don't see how young guys learn in that environment. No, look I'm 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 I have a personal preference for the old uh reserve system I think it was a it was a good system obviously it had its challenges but for the development of, of players and the depth and the development of depths and lists it was certainly far more beneficial than what we have today with the uh, with the VFL situation where many clubs including the Bulldogs had to share um, share ground time with uh, with local players who who weren't on the AFL list um, and we've got German across who's um, going to focus on the VFL team so we're going to have uh, a pretty good crack at it, and we'll see how it goes. So, um, anyway, uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide uh, now ha- both have reserve sides, and uh, there's been, um, uh, as pointed out, there's been some shenanigans, Messenger. Let's 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 call it what it is. It's the Hatfields and the McCoys, and the Victorians love to watch a good South Australian stoush. Uh, this jumper thing is just the most one of the most idiotic things you've ever seen. David Kosh jumping up and down. And who would think that they could actually roll out in a South Australian state of origin Guernsey and play the other South Australian team and it not be a problem? Well, what got me was everyone over here in Adelaide thought, okay, this is a port whinging about something that's not really relevant. And, and you had you had like you had old Adelaide people coming out with, oh, it's just you know Adelaide was the team for all South Australians except for Port Adelaide. <laughs> who were kind of like, well, it wasn't the team for us. We wanted our own team, kind of thing. And uh, so, and then you had guys like Turnerhan coming out and going, well, look, I played for South Australia, I played for Glenelg, and I'm, I consider myself a Carlton man. Uh, I don't want him playing under the South Australian jumper that I played in. And you know, he's kind of qualified to do that. The pre, his uh, South Australian captain at the time said, I don't want it. And it was, it was just more than it was more than they could handle the AFL and the Sample backtracked on it and. Yeah, it was a. Shoot. I'm the one who got approved in the first place. It, it was on, yeah. Apparently, everyone's blaming junior staffers at Sample and the AFL. Oh, oh well, junior staffers the one apparently, apparently, too young to know any better. Apparently, the Sample weren't even asked. If you believe the Sample, they are, uh, and the Adelaide didn't believe they even had to ask the Sample for approval. So, can we, can we uh, put this thing up? They technically. Sample own the license. We're talking about a jumper that, yeah, but the sample don't necessarily have to approve jumper changes uh, for one-off jumpers and things like that. I don't think. I think that's pretty much an AFL and Adelaide like thing. But uh, given that the state jumper has never been licensed for merchandise ever, uh, (laughs) and then for the Adelaide Crows to come out and say we'll put your name on the jumper if you pay us two hundred and eighty dollars. Was was a was a bit of a slap in the face that people just weren't uh, prepared to handle over here. Can we can we put this into the Adelaide Football Club Management Hall of Fame? <laughs> because they they is it continues to stagger me that Stephen Trigg still has a job. Yeah, stags their own supporters. The yeah. stags their own. And this is just uh, just another bumble from a what should be one of the biggest clubs in the AFL. They seem to be managed like a corner milk bar. Wookie, you'd be able to um, be the best one to tell us the comparison between West Coast and Adelaide, and they are a reasonable comparison. It is is absolutely a reasonable comparison, and it speaks immensely towards the good management 
that the West Australian Football Commission has had of their AFL sides as opposed to the Sandville uh, and their handling of uh, of Port Adelaide and Adelaide. West Coast, uh, in their annual report this year, revealed that they had $40 million just sitting in the bank, just lying around. $40 million cash on hand. Uh, a lot of which will go to building their new facility in, uh, in Lathlane, I think, in Perth. So... Uh, They'll do that mostly from cash on hand, <laughs> as opposed to Adelaide that are currently taking, uh, I think in the second or third year of a deal with the AFL to take a million a year to tide them over until they can start generating money again at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, that 40 million could buy yeah. both Adelaide and Port. Like, well, when you consider... It reminds me of the um, Mr. Burns on The Simpsons where, you know, just pull out the wallet, pull out, you know, 300 million or whatever it was. When you, when you consider that they only make 57 million a year, which is on par with Carlton and Geelong, um, uh, this is based on last year's results, uh, they turned a $10 million profit on that. Carlton turned a couple hundred grand and 20 million of Carlton's came from, po- uh, from Pokies, so... The, the Eagles don't have pokies at all. Yeah. So, 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 so they just do it on memberships? Well, it's there's a lot of money made in corporate boxes, which they fully control over there, which Victorian clubs don't actually... like. They sell and they get part of the proceeds off, but they don't have full control over. The West Australian clubs have full control over every aspect of the stadium at, uh, at Subiaco. So, so 10,000 in the Wings members, don't they? And they have another you know, 10,000 in the Wings members who are paying anywhere up to $150 to, for a cap. For, for, to wait around. Now, if you pay the full amount, if you pay the full 150 you do get access to grand final tickets if they make the grand final. Um, just not to home and away games. Just not to home and away games. Uh, and, and I noticed this year most of the interstate clubs are offering Victorian memberships for the with our 12 game, uh, 11 game access, so... Mm. which is uh, about time, given that Victorian clubs have been offering 17- and 18-game memberships for decades. But uh, it, the comparison couldn't be... It, 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 they really should be identical, and they, they should be very close, but the reality is where the Eagles are managing to pay $3 million a year in rent and another 4 or $5 million a year to the commission in royalties, Adelaide aren't doing anywhere near that. West Coast have got 58,000 members last year with a huge waiting list, and uh, Adelaide, uh, I think they got to 43 or 44,000 last year, and haven't had a wait, and they didn't have a waiting list for the first time in ages. Adelaide haven't topped 50,000 members since 2008, I think. Um, so there's been a bit of a uh, little bit of mismanagement there on the uh, Sandfield's behalf, which both and- both both sides acknowledge. Is, would there be anything to the? I've seen this raised um, that the Adelaide Crows are a little bit sooky over not getting the first showdown. So this is why they pulled this stunt is to apparently well stick it up port. Apparently they are sooky over it. I'm not entirely sure that the state thing has anything. The state jumper has anything to do with it. Although it wouldn't surprise me if it did, knowing the Adelaide sides. Um, I think it wasn't was that... Trigg making a big deal out of trying to get an Anzac Day game in compensation for missing out on the Adelaide Oval debut home game i'm not entirely sure what the complaint is about to be honest um it, it's fixturing port finished higher i think they earned it um they played the first afl game at adelaide oval a couple of years ago they have a long history of playing at adelaide oval if either of the two sides uh uh deserve it it's port adelaide really from my perspective 
and they'll both get to play their showdowns there anyway, so I don't really see what the problem is. It's interesting that Port, I think, will break their record for membership this year on the ba- purely on the basis of moving to Adelaide Oval as well. What's the capacity of Adelaide Oval this season? Uh, 60,000 when it's open. 60? Wow. wow. Wow, that's great. It's basically a big Metricon stadium. Yeah, it okay. looks awesome. It is literally yeah. the same uh, the same kind of design, the same shape, same open end, um, and uh, will hold 60,000 instead of 25. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be quite good, and it's literally uh, a 150-metre walk into the Adelaide CBD from the gates of Adelaide Oval. Yes, yes. Uh, 50 metres directly to the main railway station. It is a perfect location, and... It, yeah, I've got no complaints to make about it at all, and I hate government spending on stadiums. It really annoys me, but uh, in this case, it is going to be profitable for the state for years to come. Now, so, does this mean the end of the bay covers? It does, actually. Um, I'm, I'm actually that's, that's, sad. that's That's depressing. They were fantastically funny. But they I'm were funny, but it was, one of, it was one of the things that Kosh said when he took over was that the, the covers were going, and he took them all away except for one, apparently, which was part of a contract they had. They had to have at least one at the stadium, and uh, there won't be any Adelaide Oval. That would just be that'd be suicide for whoever does that. Well, the way they're going at the moment, the Crows could have one. Well, the Crows are going to sell out their membership. Uh, they're going to outsell their membership from last year at least. Uh, they're not far off that now. I think it's going to be good for both sides, um, and it, it should be. It's a, it's it's truly a good moment for South Australian football in general. Um, but Port's debts and Adelaide's inability to make money, uh, these are all good signs for the AFL that's still trying to get the licences and th- those negotiations are still going and should uh, conclude next year, I think. so. Fifey, I'm just going to the Bay to uh, revise my um, Port Adelaide <laughs> home home ground. When, when, I first, <laughs> when I first came to Big Footy, that was all that was on the Bay was SA... Crap fights was like, oh, but they were interesting for once. It was, and I remember someone they, they, there was a petition going around to start their own sub forum just for that crap. There was a there was a thread the... last two years ago, three years ago maybe, that was a tally of the shit fights to see who started more throughout the whole year. It ran the whole year, and I think it ended up at about four hundred and fifty to three hundred and something for the year. But I mean, literally it... averaging a thread each day from them. It wasn't that long ago that Port Adelaide and Adelaide players got into a fight at a local pub in Adelaide either. Wasn't that Rashudo? Uh, it's uh, it was Rashudo's pub, I believe. I think it was the mate of Auckland. Um, Ramsgate, wasn't it? Ah, uh, it was the Ramsgate. Yeah, no, I think Rashudo might have been involved. I'm not entirely sure on the details. It was a couple of years ago, but yeah, he discussed uh, an open mic, I think. It was a it was a fairly uh, hilarious moment in South Australian football. Now they're playing at Richmond Oval, which is a, a state football oval here, on the weekend I think, um, in their showdown. And that does bring me to uh, the concept of the uh, another winch that the WA guys are having in the industry forums at the moment, is that they have to play each other uh, pre-season. As, so well, they're playing each other twice this pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when, th- when's their first clash? Uh, the West Coast regular. play uh, sometime. I don't know. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, maybe next week. Tuesday night. Yeah, it's no, uh, no. I'm, I mean, home and away season. It's like round one. Fremantle yeah, play round West one. Coast oh, next Tuesday. So three times in four weeks. But see, the, the important thing though is that the second game they've organised themselves. 
Yeah. Um, because the first game's organised by the league. The second and third games, the clubs are organising themselves. Um, which is... Uh, Carlton are coming over to Adelaide, I believe. Uh, but Adelaide play Port at uh, Richmond Oval, which is the home of West Adelaide. Um, and uh, apparently it's they're expecting a massive sellout there and it's going to... Um, they're opening gates that apparently haven't been opened since the 70s and stuff. So it's, uh, you know... The Adelaide and Port people aren't complaining about having a showdown in the pre-season, though. The West Coast and Frio guys are. <laughs> Probably because they're having two of them. But uh, I think all sides are com- uh, have had complaints from players or coaches saying that this shouldn't happen uh, pre-season. Uh, Ken Hinkley, well, it really, does, it really does take away from it. It's what happens when you have only a few teams in a small location, though, that's miles from anywhere else. And you're, try- and you're the AFL, you're trying to minimise travel for interstate sides. So, the alternative so is to send. The only it. thing, so the only thing would make it happen is if they dragged a Victorian team over to Perth to play all their practice games. That's exactly it. Yeah, so they can shut up. <laughs> Basically, but their, their reasoning for that though is too is that like the average Melbourne side will only travel five times a year. Yes, but the average yeah. Melbourne team doesn't have a home ground advantage at all. That's true. Well, but they, let's, they not, let's not have this debate, otherwise the quality will appear. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess we should we should invite him on. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, that, wouldn't that be that would be fun? That will happen the day after I start supporting Collingwood um, <laughs> in anything. And then trust me, when Collingwood play Adelaide, I just turn the footy off and I play Tiddlywinks or something. It's a uh, it's a bit anyway. Your options are limited in South Australia, I guess. So yes, it's yeah. <laughs> Yes, they are very limited. But uh, so that that'll be interesting, guys. What do we think of the uh, the NAB challenge, the eighteen games and eighteen days concept? I like it. I, I like it. We don't have to play for some stupid tin cup nobody cares about. They're just matches. We can just call them what they are. No yeah, round exactly. robins. You know, full length matches. So you know, your twenty minute quarters with time on. It's pleasant. I mean, you've got to wait and see how the eighteen days goes to see if it's. You know, fully bearable, but I reckon at this time of the year should but be I'll good. T- but well, the Big you... Bash kind of had cricket every night for four weeks, and that yeah. kind of worked. So I imagine, you know, 18 nights of football, even if it's not meaningful really, is still useful enough. And if there's a team that has a, a reason to gripe about fixturing, it's the Brisbane Lions. That the Bryans <laughs> are playing Hawthorne at Etihad tomorrow night, and then in round one they have to play Hawthorne at Launceston. Now, Brisbane have not hosted Hawthorne in Brisbane since 2008. Yeah, they, for a home they, away game. They are incapable of fixturing Hawthorne in Queensland, it seems. And with the Gold Coast, the one time they played him was in round 23 of Gold Coast and Norval year when Hawthorne pretty much rested any decent player they had anyway. That's exactly right. But we're going up for Easter this year. Road trip. Bulldogs have got St Kilda next week. That's right, St Kilda and uh, Freo the following week. But uh, look, I agree with the sentiment. So I think this is much better format. The, the, the Lightning Premiership or the three round robin games were crap. It was a waste of time, and it, I think it gives clubs a little bit more time in between games to just get over any niggles and injuries and not have too much pressure on the players. But um, I don't think anyone will really take anything seriously out of this snap challenge fixture. I think, if anything, it's just uh, the opportunity for some clubs just to do some fine-tuning and tweaking and uh, play a few players and all get them ready to, uh, for, you know, for the season proper. 
I wouldn't really take any results away from this or, or take anything meaningful away from it. It's especially beneficial for working out the rotation system, which is obviously new. The, the cap throughout that that they're going to have to adapt to with 133, I think, including the sub. So they've Very... got... Yeah, so they don't have the mini-games where they can't actually make those rotations. They've got the full game to see how it works to see if, you know, a Dustin Martin blows up in the second quarter instead of the third. But, um, yeah, just that kind of thing. I think the guys that they'll be looking at the hardest will be the Ruckman because they're the ones that are really endangered by this rotation rule. And, and if you can't you can't ruck in the middle and play forward, then your your card's probably marked in this league, I would think. And, and this is why um, the Sean Hampson signing, I think, is going to be particularly interesting because I, I think he's a bit wobbly up, up forward and um, he's going to really have to get his, uh, get his kicking boots on this season. Yeah, that's that's the part that I really don't like about it. I, if he was the ruckman, he was the backup ruckman, run him off the bench, that would be all right. But when you've got to play him up forward, you start to go, oh... He's up forward. Like, I watched him against Carlton. He marked about, when we played him one year, he marked about four or five on the lead. And he kicked one goal, two, with two that didn't even score or something like that. It was just, you know, he's great getting the ball. We can't do anything with it. He does kick goals against Richmond, though, Sean Hampson. Sorry? He has kicked goals against Richmond. Yes. Oh, yeah. Three, yeah. Three, three goals. There was one, there was one so so training will go well. Yeah. <laughs> getting, back oh, to, think... getting back to the NAB uh, challenge, though. I think we overlook an important format which uh, we don't we don't uh, we don't use very much anymore or ever. In fact, the Lightning Premiership uh, from 19, we we had it last in 1996 and before that 1953, where they basically every team played 17 and a half minute halves, and Essendon beat Brisbane in the final in 96. I think we should do that again. No, no. <laughs> the only reason I'm saying that is because uh, obviously the NRL are doing their nines competition over a weekend. Um, and I, I just wondered if you guys thought there was merit in the lightning concept, which obviously one of you doesn't. She had lightning 14s. <laughs> the, high, the problem is the high-performance guys will never go for it because they'll want that consistent time to replicate a game before they head into the season. Mm-hmm. And, while the, and, and my other bugbear from the boards this summer is this inane push to put names on the back of jumpers. Oh. So they can do that in the Lightning Premiership and they can leave it out of the bloody league. I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, per you might be able for, to for the, for the Only p- for the fact that the casual observer who doesn't buy the football record or whatever isn't going to have any idea what's going on in terms of who's playing, who's not. If you don't follow the numbers of players or if you forget who what a certain number is, it's going to be handy to have uh, the name, especially if you're watching on TV, and I think that's where it's more geared at than anything else. I'm sure that's where it's geared for, but you're only going to be able to read it if you've got a close-up of them. Yeah, well, the best point about it. Why can't they just sit there with their iPad and search for it like everybody else does? The best point about it was what was raised: um, that why aren't they doing it now in the preseason when you're going to see all the people who you don't know? There's well, no names on the back of the jumper, whereas Absolutely. they're going to put it in the season when the best 22 are playing most supporters know who those are whereas you know someone who's first round draft pick or sorry not first round rookie pick um who is he oh his name's not on the jumper I'm surprised it's not being done in the preseason yeah I'm surprised they're not doing it during the preseason with the aim to push it into the regular season as well because it just seems a bit out of place just to do it in round five I believe it is four or five anyway I see the goal review system has also survived 
but with oh. with oh, with an improvement apparently. The improvement what being improved? what they were doing last season anyway. Improved cameras apparently or something. I'm not HD? Are they going to do it in HD? <laughs> Probably not. So you won't be able, you won't know if you're watching on Channel Seven because they won't show it in HD. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently what um one of the big things they're doing is they're actually allowing the um person who's controlling it to look at two camera angles at the one time. Apparently they oh, weren't like the doing that for about yeah. So apparently they weren't doing that for seventeen, eighteen weeks. You think that would just be logical, wouldn't it? Just well, to match up time. Here's my suggestion for it: they give each of the in the NFL they give each of the coaches a challenge and they let them throw a little flag on the field, right? But they can't throw a flag on the field in AFL ground, so you give each coach's box a cannon, <laughs> and when they want to challenge, they fire the cannon and it fires sparkles what? in the air. And then they, they, they do a challenge. I think there's merit to that. I think you could just... If we're going to put names on the jumpers, we may as well do that too. And you have get the leaders to come out, yeah. That's right. You could just, <laughs> just allocate the team. The... You could allocate a captain or the fullback to go and do it. I mean, there's and no they reason have why... Helmets you... and shoulder pads. We should do that too. There's no reason you why you can have a big have a um, laser, uh, a laser show to designate the Hawkeye or whatever technology you want to use to show where it was going to go. Mm. That's exactly what we should do. Mm. Weren't lasers have, just... AFL media marketing a while ago. I'm starting to think we need drug testing for you people. <laughs> now, now, hey, now, Wookie, I want to ask you a Carlton question. Yes, mate. Is it possible? Do you think you could get me one of the Mick Malthouse Darth Vader T-shirts? Yeah, <laughs> mountains out of molehills. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Wouldn't that be good? I don't. I don't. I mean, I understand that they're trying to get the Star Wars branding into the AFL freaking marketing stuff, but uh, it was. This it, is. This it's is just. It'd be a great Collingwood shirt, like as in to did, troll did, the Collingwood. But the thing is, it's got nothing to do with Carlton at all. Did you Did you see yeah. the uh, Did you see the Hawthorne one? I think it's Chewbacca. Is it really with whose head on it? It's got Chewbacca's head on it. Is that all? I can't remember Steve what. Brown it, and gold. That, could've, could've they only had these little images of it. I can't remember what they were exactly. Oh, Spang- Spanger is Spanger is Jesus. Apparently, Jesus, no, no. What yes. you would do for for Hawthorne is you would have you know in The Shining that picture where Jack Nicholson's coming through the wall with the, the axe. And he's got the man grin. You, you put Alistair Clarkson's face on it. And he's coming through the wall with the axe. Clarko's coming after Well, you, you just put him put his fist through the wall, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. But he have a little axe and or a man roof, on his face. Or the umpire or whatever else he's doing. <laughs> Ten-year-old at the underage football game. Yeah, so it's a... Uh, well, you know, speaking of irresponsible people, you see Favola got appointed a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 I thought, what are the whole rehabilitation Where is this? Ovens and, Mar- Ovens and Murray interleague coach, apparently. The interleague coach? Yep. Oh, dear. So he's going to coach the rep team? Yep. <laughs> That's sensational. That, yeah. is, that is fantastic. So, uh, every man and his dogs floating luxury taxes and all sorts of things. It's all. Apparently, uh, the Crows are going to try total football, according to J Pod. What's that? Well, it's some Geelong rubbish. Oh, where they play football everywhere? Yeah, it's total football. Great. Um, so maybe they play football at home and at work. And I, I honestly don't know what that means. <laughs> I have to get SJ on to talk about that. Uh, Wayne Carey's coming back to Channel 7. That's for, nice, dear. For Friday Night Footy. So well, that's, that's actually oh, commentating or commentating apparently. Yeah, he's returning to play. He's uh, going to turn out again. <laughs> who's he? Who's he? Please tell he can, me. He can, join, he can join Chapman at freaking Essendon. Is he replacing uh, Tom Harley? Oh, I hope so. 
It's Harley on Friday night. Yes, he was. He was um... Didn't he accept some job with GWS or no, the he development the, squad? He, he literally just quit that. He was uh, he was actually the head of AFL New South Wales ACT. Ah, that's he it. And uh, he quit that last at the end of last year. Uh, Kerry will join a Friday night team already featuring McAvaney, Committee, Lee Matthews, Tom Harley, and Matthew Richardson. So it oh, sounds like Tim he's Watson. replacing. Um, Tim Watson. Yeah, Tim Watson. Tim Watson. What's Tim Watson doing these days? I think he retired. Just nothing. Yeah. yeah he just left. Didn't I hear him on Three AW the other day? Just reading Seven News, isn't he? Yeah, huh? something like that. Yeah, he said at Seven News. He might still be doing Sunday afternoons then. Sandy Roberts will be going to Fox yeah. Footy. Uh, Jude Bolton is going to Channel 7, apparently. Oh, oh, I hope that goes better Bre- than Brett Kirk. Oh. <laughs> I hope it goes just as well as Brett Kirk, actually. <laughs> and uh, Jason Dunstall still the front runner to go on On the Couch. Oh, well. Yeah, he will be. He will be. And he's so he should. He's, he's one of the smartest people in football. Campbell Brown has gone to Triple M. Talking of smart people in football. Nice. Replacing Nathan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no losses there. And, uh, yeah, he's gone. Are they, actually, are they paying Campbell Brown money to do that? Apparently so. Nathan Brown has uh, left Triple M to go to 3AW. Oh, they probably put up his bail and this is just him making up for it. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Voss has gone to SEN. How, how is it that Vossi did not get even an assistant coaching job? I don't think he wanted one. Because he's shit. I, I don't think he wanted one. <laughs> Comments from the super coach. <laughs> he's, so he's hosting that fantastic AFL recruit show on Foxtel. Oh, no. Is that so, the one where they get some poor bludger into a suck on a rookie? Yeah, you got to be a suburban player and then Vossi gives you a rose if you're going on forward. And then you end up on GW, you end up on GWS's rookie list. Um, He's basically didn't at the end of last year he was going on about how he wanted an assistant coaching role somewhere. Oh, I think that was the rumor that he was looking for an assistant coach. No, I'm pretty sure he came out saying it. And I then felt, now, he, now what's he doing? He's fucking. I felt sorry for him because he ended up doing the finals with uh, messages, mate, on, <laughs> on on the AFL website doing all the AFL match reviews uh, for the if, league. If you really wanted a coaching gig, go, though, there's one available in the Ovens Murray rep team. <laughs> <laughs> so there will be after the round one victory <laughs> After the bonding session, that's it. <laughs> Which one of my mates was that he was uh, working with? Your, your fat-headed mate. Your egg mate. Egg, I can't remember what his name is. Hachi? No, no, on afl.com.au. Oh, oh um, Matt, um, the one that Matt, Clark Matt Thomas. hates. Matt Thomas. Cockhead. Oh, Cockhead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I was looking at a photo of Buddy from that intra-club match. He looks like a juiced-up Albie Mangles. Have you seen his beard? <laughs> he has got... <laughs> he, is, he has got a full beard, and it's sort of going all blonde and stuff. That's very weird. Juice, That's very weird. <laughs> juiced-up Albie Well, Mangles. how many of them up there had beards last year? I think they're doing a Boston Red Sox type I thing. Th- <laughs> I think so. I think I so. Pink budgie smugglers. Uh, they do need to get stuffed, seriously. <laughs> Chew stuff, Albie Mangles. Yeah, back on track, and we're going to uh, be uh, looking at predictions now from the guys that are on, and uh, we're going to be getting predictions from our various podcast guests and things over the course of the season, and see who's knows their footy and see who's just guessing, really. Uh... That's going to show me up big time, I suspect, at the end of the season. <laughs> but anyway. We agree. So, um, <laughs> we agree. 
Guess who's not coming back again this year? Yeah. Probably me. Now. Yes. Messenger. Yes. It's time for you to uh, give me your tip for the year for uh, Grand Final. Oh, Grand Final. I think we're going to see a replay of the 2013 Grand Final. Really? Hawkthorn versus Fremantle. And uh, Premier? Hawkthorn. There's a man living in hope. And living the dream, big boy. Brownlow? For... Scott Pendlebury. Mm, brave choices here. And a common medal? Oh, Jared Ruffhead. It's mm, so going out on a limb, really, aren't you? On Absolutely, all your pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Asking me to predict the Brownlow in February. Give me a break. <laughs> Friggin' hell, what do you expect? That's why these are predictions, not, That's you know, right. not certainties. Oh, okay. <laughs> Prosecutor. Yes. Grand final. Grand, grand final, I'll go Fremantle versus... Oh, let's have some fun. Let's go Richmond. It's going out in the limb, Premier. I'll go Richmond. Brownlow. House of Derision already coming here. Yes, this is going straight to Delusional Pearls, right on the Essendon board. <laughs> um, I'll go Scott Pendlebury. Oh, brave call. Yeah. Oh, come on, when Richmond's premiers, come on. <laughs> Give me some leeway. He's going to win the Coleman. Oh, Jeremy Cameron from Joe Danaher. There we go. Uh, in, in Could what, get some Essendon prediction in there. In what week will we finally hear the end of the Asada investigation? <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't have a calendar long enough. Um, round 5, 2023... So, you know, nine years away. We're nearly there. Yeah, what about you, Messenger? When do you think we'll hear the end of it? Oh, I have a feeling this will be all done and dusted in April. I think one, we'll know one way or the other whether Asada have just withered away to nothing. And I did hear the other day that with the public service job cuts, I think they've got one employee left in Victoria. Yeah. Um, I, I just think this is all going to wither on the vine. Asada are just going to run out of steam. Yep. Fifey? Essendon are going to get away with it. Who's making the grand final, huh? Um, probably... I, don't know, I think Sydney lose it. Sydney oh. get there, but they won't get over the line. Dickhead's culture will... No dickhead's culture will backfire. Probably Fremantle, I think, break through. Sydney and Frio in a state grand final. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm d I've just been consulting my predictions on the Bay 13 thread, so I actually Snapchat. make sure I'm in line with what I <laughs> thought a week ago. So, um, uh, you think Frio are going to win the flag? Um, uh, Brownlow, yep. Paul Seedsman. Ooh. Yeah, he's, you know, he's Brave. got to go to the base 13 <laughs> hero. Hi, Paul. Um, <laughs> Coleman. And the Coleman, obviously, um, Jack Watts. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide calls there from Fifey. Uh, and one more, one more thing I will say is that St Kilda for the Wooden Spoon, but Ooh, wooden spoon. Mad Monday, they will... Once again, beat everyone for their Mad Monday celebration. Oh, that is their season. Yeah. Nobody does. They prepare for September, for that one day in September, Mad Monday. You think Kim Duthie will make a comeback, do you? The, they are the off-season specialists. And Absolutely. 
Well, they now they have have a, there's another midget out there who's unemployed now, so <laughs> they can get the real thing this year. Fifey, end of the Asada investigation. What do you reckon? Oh. No, honestly, no idea. Maybe, maybe they'll just time it nicely for when Herd comes back into the country or something. I don't know. Honestly, who knows anymore? It's I'm no, kind of sick I'm, of it. I'm afraid I need a guess. Uh. All right, well, I'll time it for as soon as Essendon's slide begins, so round 14. That's convenient. So, basically June. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the June slide the thing for Essendon? Yes. Yep, yep June 2 there. All right. And Mike? Okay, my predictions are going to be way out there. I think it's going to be a Collingwood-Carlton grand final, and and good old Mick's going to stick it up and rub it into young Nufan, or Nathan. That is... Oh, you'd love like, that, wouldn't you, Jason? I, I'm, I'm liking this. this Jason's, is, oh, yeah. Jason's just going to be back in five. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> insert insert South like Park picture here. Who's winning, who's winning like the... Nathan? <laughs> who's, who's winning the brown, though, Um. All right, I'll, I'll be serious for a moment. I think I think maybe actually Sam Mitchell. Oh, there is I think he's overdue for a brown, though, young Sam Mitchell. Yep. He's already won one. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh, I know. He's already won one. I think uh I think I have to agree with young Jeremy Cameron there on the on the uh Coleman medal. That that promises He's... to be an interesting uh forward dilemma up there if Patton gets fit and uh, Boyd. I see uh he's sure got named vice captain up there. So <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> Wooden spoon Mike. Wooden spoon. Um, we didn't get that. Right? I think St Kilda. Yeah, I Messenger, think a lot, wooden of, spoon. lot more pain to go before they go anywhere uh, up the ladder. Yeah, Messenger. is the general consensus St Kilda for the wooden spoon amongst us? I suspect so. I think I, so. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think their the bad could be spectacularly bad, but there's probably just enough talent there to get them past GWS. But he he would be my other question, if you think St Kilda are in that bottom four, who wins more games this year, Melbourne or St Kilda? Melbourne. Melbourne. How many do you think Melbourne Actually, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting... Yeah, I reckon, I reckon Melbourne, Melbourne can get seven four, wins. which will be enough. I, I reckon Melbourne could get seven wins. Yeah, I can't see St Kilda doing it. You, you think... You think Because I think Melbourne's probably... If Melbourne wins six, I think they'd be thrilled. And so we're really saying that you think St Kilda are going to win two I think or St three. Kilda will win like four at most. Round one will dictate a lot for both those teams. I it reckon it could be very. Year. I very could very reckon it could be um like I think it was 2011, wasn't it, where Port and Gold Coast were still vying for the wooden spoon in the last round. Oh, if you remember, yes. I think Port Adelaide had a win over oh, Melbourne. Yeah. Adelaide, Adelaide over with it. Yeah. So, Messenger, you're saying uh, Melbourne for the spoon? I. Now look, I'm probably leaning towards St Kilda. I just think Melbourne have just got enough mid-tier depth now. I mean, they haven't really recruited anybody good, but mid-tier depth, and if they can keep Dawes and and Clark on the ground for for half a season, they'll that'll probably win them two or three games. So, yeah, I think probably St Kilda. All right, and Mike, when's the Assad investigation going to finish? <laughs> Oh, God. I would think hopefully it'd be wrapped up by June and be forgotten about. Alrighty. For me, um, 
I rather suspect that the grand final will feature Fremantle. And I'm, I'm going out on a limb here because everyone has tipped Fremantle to make the grand final. Um, I'm going to. I'm actually going to pick Carlton to make the make the grand final, but we won't win. So I think Fremantle. So you're actually saying that Carlton will be the team that hands Ross Lyon a premiership? Sadly, I don't. I don't <laughs> think we can beat. If you didn't hate the bastards enough. <laughs> exactly right. I, so. I am. I am. I'm going to pick Pavlich to win the Brownlow. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, well, that's, you'd have to win the Coleman almost to do yeah, that. need him both. He's uh, going to want Scott... Oh, I don't know. He's got Scott Gabbleton clogging up his forward line now. <laughs> <laughs> He'll only play four games, don't worry. And, uh, yeah, I, I suspect that Cameron could do it, could do the Coleman. I don't think the Sydney forward line's going to gel that well. So, Buddy's going to be out of the picture pretty early. I don't... I think Roughhead's good, but I don't think he's good enough to beat Cameron. Not 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 if he has a good second year. Oh, I think Third you'll year. find... Yeah, I, Jeremy Cameron's going to be an exceptional footballer. I think this is the peak of Jared Roughhead's career. This last year and this year. I think this is his... This will be his very best. Yeah, it's going to be close, but I think uh, I'm going to go with Cameron on this one. Uh, and, I, yeah, I'd say St Kilda for the spoon. I just can't see them getting the improvement they need to get uh, to get any higher. It'll be close. Melbourne, St Kilda. I think Brisbane will improve this year. Do you um, really? Not by much, but I think I don't think they'll be in the bottom four. I don't buy into the Brisbane hype that some no, seem to be falling I, into. I think they could be like they, they could be pretty bad. I don't see I just don't see anyone up forward or down back for the future. I mean what there's Merritt, he's thirty. Brown's Brown. what, thirty two and on his thirty three on his last legs. Luke Who else is there? Luke McCord. <laughs> <laughs> he would go. He will go to number two forward there behind Brown. I, th I think we're going to have a huge logjam at the end of the season, and teams finishing between like twelfth and sixth. Um, Although that's going to be a logjam of its own, though. About six games behind. There, there's yeah. There's look. I, I think anyone that finished like I don't know what Brisbane end up last year, like eleventh. They they would. Four points from eighth spot or something, yeah. or ninth spot. It ended up. Had. It ended up being frightfully close, and I don't think that the teams that finished, you know, fourth to eighth, were a hell of a lot better in the end than the teams that finished, you know, ninth to twelfth. Yeah, that's probably on, right. on results. There's North so, Melbourne in there. You know, you've got North Melbourne who lost half their games by a point or less. Uh, you know, and still finished technically two games outside the eight. So West Coast had an absolute stinker of a year yet somewhere somehow with thereabouts. Carlton lost a lot of games that they should have won. Um lost a couple of close ones. Still got into the final, so thanks for that, um Essendon, that was good. Yeah, thanks Essendon. Still beat Richmond in the final, that was good. I have fond memories of last year really. Um, I I've got a question for you all you guys. There's always a team that surprises everybody, and you think, I cannot, I never saw this team coming. I never, I didn't see Port Adelaide being as good as they were last year. Who's yep. going to be this year? Who's the team that was going to say, My God, I can't believe they're that good? Uh, borrowing this from someone else posted on the bay, and I reckon it's absolutely spot on, but the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, I, I think they showed stuff last year enough to say that they'll improve this year, and they could be a real finals chance this year. Mm, I, I reckon they're Melbourne. a real chance to win 10 games. But I'm not going to say that's a surprise, though, because I fully expect that. I think that's yeah. the problem we have this year, is that we expect 
pretty much we expect stuff from everyone bar St Kilda, Melbourne, Gold, oh not Gold Coast, GWS, Bulldogs even. In Brisbane, you don't really expect much. You, everyone else has got expectations for like North Melbourne, for Essendon, for Port Adelaide, even Adelaide and West Coast. So there's really no surprise. I, I really can't see a surprise because everyone has all these expectations anyway. And the only team with real premiership expectations are probably the Swans because of the buddy recruitment and the Tippett thing. They've gone hard for the next two years, whereas everyone else is kind of Hawthorne won it last year, but they've they've won that second flag now. And well, I, I, I would think they'd be fully I think the expecting. big surprise that you're going to be looking for is people from that sort of, well, probably seventh, well, we'll call Essendon seventh, seventh through to 12th, 13th, coming up and jumping into the top four and maybe replacing Geelong. I think that's where your surprise is going to come from, not from, say, like a West Coast who came from pretty much last in 2010 to top four in 2011. Mm. Hawthorne's window is is immensely short right now. I mean, they're doing a lot to try and tick it over, but the truth of the matter is if they don't win again this year... they have to win this year. That might be that. That might be it for that for that core of players who've got the two flags. That they may not be a third in that group. So, I I, I wonder how good Adelaide are going to be this year. They're going to have Walker, but so this will be the season where you see Walker as a standalone forward for a whole year, and, and whether they're going to be a finals team or not. Betts oh, but Eddie Betts. Betts is a pretty handy pickup for Adelaide. <laughs> Yeah, he's all right. Does he? Is he the difference between them, say, playing finals or not? He's a fifty-goal a year forward. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's only done that once. Yeah, he's probably going to take Jason Porpleasure's spot then. He, he, he didn't have a good year last year, but his previous years have been pretty good. I, I, well, I, they've if got you look Jay- at Adelaide's injury list at the moment, they've only got what Tom Lynch and Riley out. Van Berlo's out for six months with his Achilles. Mm. Taylor Walker should be ready to come back. They picked up Podsy Adley as backup. I mean, mm. I don't rate him. Yeah, he's, It'll he, be interesting he's to see how he goes away from Geelong, given his reputation for being a skilled stadium specialist. I don't know. Podsy Adley, Podsy Adley was a average player in a good team. Yeah, yes, he filled a need. Yeah, because Geelong have got by with you know a few with, without being too disrespectful, but Cam Mooney wasn't a fantastic forward either. I was going to say, Cameron Mooney's another example. <laughs> they made Tom um, Harley captain, for God's sake. Billy Brownless. Nathan Ablett played in the flag. <laughs> <laughs> played, he's they, got a flag. They've, car- they've carried a few shit kickers up forward, and key- or in all key position roles apart from Scarlett, who could play. Josh yeah. Hunt. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Scarlett went, went up to GWS, yeah. apparently, and uh, they... Uh, Probably turned around when he realised Heath Shaw was there. <laughs> Did he, did, did he? Did he? Did he have the same pathology that most AFL footballers have? Is that they like money? I think he just liked the idea of uh, possibly, you know, still playing. And um, although he retired on his own terms, I think Scarlett oh, yeah, did. But, yeah. So he was—he was pretty close to finish. He was, you know, in that middle ground where one more year he probably would have got found out towards the end. He seemed well, to be. Yeah. If Stephen Gillum can still get a game, and I. Stephen Gillam, Hawthorne Premiership hero, but if he can still get a game in the league, Matthew Scarlett can still play AFL football. If Brent Harvey can still get a game in the league. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, exactly. Like, while we're on the t- subject of North Melbourne, how do we expect them to go this year? I mean, Harvey's going to be playing because Swallow's out for half a season with an, with an Achilles. There's another Achilles injury. 
I, I, they could, they could win fifteen games. See, their they, biggest liability is their coach. Yeah. Mm. They, they only have to improve a little bit. What did they win last year? How many? Eleven, twelve? No, it wasn't that many. Ten, Ten I think. Was, I think it was a twelve. Ten. Ten. Eleven. Ten. They won twelve. Yeah. And they, they lost. They won twelve. And they lost. They won what, twelve. Six, they lost six games by less than three goals. Yeah. Actually, not. Yeah. It was, yeah. They're not that far away from fifteen wins. They're they're, they're a pretty solid team. The problem they is they, they've got to bring in. They're the not top four. Games. They're not a top four team, but okay. they, they could easily win fifteen. Games. According to the AFL ladder, they won ten games last year. Ah oh, shit! But they had all those they finished hilarious losses. And we which won if 11, they have them so. again, will test the servers nicely. The problem is, though, uh, they're they're really in, even in those games, you know, they were scoring 120 odd points themselves, but they were giving up 130 odd. So it's all good to say, well, yeah, they're losing these games closely, but they're playing in a hard, in a hard style that's just not going to win them games consistently. That Adelaide one was what four goals in the last three and a half minutes. Exactly. That's not luck. That's yeah. you know an inherent failure in their game plan. Yeah, they just couldn't run out games. But good, not many good teams blew them out. They they pushed a lot of good teams very very close, and I just think it doesn't take much for the fortunes to turn, and they 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 take six or seven of those losses and turn them into three or four wins, and it's a whole different ball game for them. And they have the best young midfielders in the comp apparently. Also, all, of them, all of them may win a Brownlow. I mean, there could be six yeah. or seven Brownlow medals and, in the next and two years. Just wait till they get uh, their hands on David Swallow. Yes, well he he's bound to come down. Mm. Yeah, we really do need our friend Sweet Leftwood on here, don't we? <laughs> we really do. But he's too busy. He's too busy checking out churches in Syria. The Church of Zebul. <laughs> also, Messenger, I just had a look. Yes. You picked St Kilda for the spoon on the bay. I did. I. Yeah, you well, did. I was, there you go. Mm. So, so am I consistent? Or do I say GWS? I can't. Uh, you had them in your bottom four with yeah, Brisbane and Melbourne. Yeah, so I, I, I just don't see any up, much upside for Brisbane at all. New coach, weak list. They lost a lot of good talent in the in the trade period. It just, it's yeah. On the upside, they got a few ruckmen, but you only need one. Yeah, this is true. Who GWS? No, Brisbane. Brisbane. Uh, GWS getting Mumford wasn't bad. Was it Mumford? There's a guy who likes money. Yeah, he likes money. He's Absolutely, a good he though. likes money. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what have they got? I mean, what's? It's the the guys aren't going to win them a lot of games. It's it's the middle tier of those kids, and when are they? They they seem to be able to roll out fifteen of these different of these kids each week, and you can't tell the difference. It's all just the same. Yeah, but if you've got a giant ruckman, and he's a big bloke. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna be pushed around easy. And if he can, if he can protect his smaller players, sure, then he can watch the ball sailing over his head through the goals. I mean, yeah. they, they can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody. <laughs> Is this GWS or Brisbane? GWS. Well, in fact, you could just change the name. Take your pick, so really. <laughs> I, was, I was honestly couldn't tell the difference between either. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. But at least I've got rid of Thorn. Well, guys, that will uh, do us for this week. I think. It has been a pleasure to have you all on. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, before we close up? No. no. Excellent. Well, good night, messenger. Good night, one and all. And good night, uh, uh, prosecutor. Good night, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Fifey. 
Thanks for having us on again. Oh, not again. You weren't really that funny this week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I tried. You know, for a rip of the bay, man. You just you let you let the bay down. And um, uh, who's it? Mike. Thanks oh. for coming on, mate. <laughs> Thanks once again, gentlemen. And hey, just a score update: Collingwood are in front by <gasps> fourteen points. And Any growth? Fourteen, nearly fourteen minutes in the last quarter. Any Chris Scott sightings? Any any contor- face contortions? Arms <laughs> flailing all over the place. Exasperated <laughs> gasps of just... Oh, probably. No, I haven't seen any, but I can only just imagine. I think Skilled Stadium will be going through. They would be in a well, rioting at Skilled Stadium. Absolutely rioting. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming, and uh, we'll see you all next week. That's what football means to me. That's how I like my footy.